One, two, three. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray and we'll get right into what God has for us tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. Church said, amen. Praise God. All right. Look at your name and say, get your Bible out. Okay. Everything is going to be dependent on the book and it's going to be dependent upon your willingness to submit. And you say, Lord, I'm willing to learn, but I'm also willing to apply. Also, uh, he says in, you don't have to turn there, but just quoting this Revelations 2.29, he that has ears, let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches. And so what this means is God is always speaking through his spirit and he's speaking to the churches. But the question is, do you have ears to hear? Amen. Amen. Come on. Do you have, look at your name and say, can you hear God? Okay. And so we have to be those people that are in that place where we say, you know, I'm listening, man. I know God is talking. And so I want to get a hold of what he's saying. Amen. And so uh, I'm going to we're always preaching on Wednesdays. So as we have our our teens out here, they're going to be learning every Wednesday. And then we will be learning. We've been doing this for a long time, but we preach on faith every Wednesday. It's, It's something to do with faith because faith is one of those things that you need to learn about right away. As soon as you get saved, as soon as you give your life to God. You need to get some faith. You need to say, well, I need to believe God. I got it because there's going to be challenges. The enemy's going to come after you. And, and if you think that once you decide to open your heart to Jesus that you're on easy street now, that's a lie. That's somebody who told you a trick. Now you have the help you need. But what this means, the enemy's going to try to stop you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so I'm going to preach this message tonight entitled, What's Holding You Back? What's holding you back? And so um, as as we get into this, I'll just ask this question. What's keeping you from stepping into the level of peace and prosperity that God has for you? Now, that's a question that you have to ask yourself. You may say, uh, I'm struggling in this. I'm struggling in that. But the question is, What's keeping you from stepping into the level of peace and prosperity that God has for you? How many of you believe that God has peace and prosperity for you? How many believe that that's his desire? You know, God is not up there waiting to see who he could just strike down. Do you guys understand that? That God has no desire in seeing people suffer. He has no desire. He gets no joy out of people perishing and all this. That's not what he is about. And so let's go to 3 John 2. 3 John 2. Now you have to learn these things because if you don't learn them, then your expectations won't be what they need to be. You know, a lot of times people don't expect success because of the examples that they've had. Oh, can I get amen right there? You know, some people never expect to advance or uh, 
get higher level education because no one in their family had higher level education. Or sometimes kids grow up and no one's told them that they have the ability to do something great. Boy, that's a, this is uh, sad to state it, but a lot of parents do not edify their children. They don't speak life on them kids. They don't speak into them. How I many know you have the power to speak into your child? You have the power to direct their steps through your faith. Praise God. But you got to be solid. And here's the issue. How the parents going to help the kids when the parents are all jacked up? And so now it's just a cycle. But see, if we learn, then now we can share with others. And that's why it's important for you to take out the time and press in to the things of God so that you can grow and advance. Amen. Amen. And so third John two, he says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. We go over this all the time. But let me break this down. This is what God's wish and desire is for you. So he wants you to prosper and be in health. And so he wants you to have your needs met. He wants you to be healthy, but also, I mean, he wants you to be healthy in your physical body. He wants you to be provided for. And he wants you prospering in your mind. Amen. Well, a lot of people in their mind, they're not prospering. And the reason is you can get away with a lot of stuff in your mind. Because it's just you. That's your little secret place. That's your little secret torture chamber. Where you torture yourself. And see, God wants to break you free of those type of things. Amen. And so now if you learn, well, what does God want for me? Well, God, he wishes above all things that I would prosper and be in health, even as my soul prospers. Now, here's another one. Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's look at this in the NIV. We have different versions. You always get that Bible app, but we'll have these things on the board so that you can see them. Praise the Lord. So we just, you know, we got, uh, you know, this is a very safe place. So you guys probably wonder what's Brother Lee doing. He's just checking. We got cameras in our kids' room. So everybody's all secure. Amen. You don't have to worry about it. So uh, the next building is going to even be more secure, whatever it is. So uh, we just make sure everybody's, you know, safe, which we know we got the Holy Ghost, but God gives you wisdom and you, you make sure you have some bases covered. Okay, so God says here, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Okay, this is God saying he knows the plans he has for you. But do you know? Oh, come on. Uh, Trying to help you all tonight. He knows the plans he has for you. But do you know the plans he has for you? Well, you're not going to get people in this world telling you about God's plans for you. People in this world are going to tell you everything you cannot do. People in this world are going to tell you every reason for you to be sick. Come on, somebody. Every reason for you to be broke. Every reason for you to be depressed. But you need to stop listening to everybody else. Because God says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper. Prosper. Amen. 
oh, I don't know. I don't believe in all of that prosperity and all of that. Well, what's God? Do you believe in God? People say they do. But then you've got to really get down to the brass tacks of all of this. What is God's desire for me? What are God's plans for my life? God did not put me on planet Earth to fail. Huh? You mean to tell me God went through all that trouble to create you just to get you in the earth? Do you understand there's no one just like you? Are you aware of that? Do you understand there is no person on planet Earth or in the history of people that is just like you? Now, you think God would go through all that to make you so unique just to get you out here in the earth to fail. So why is that the expectations of people have gotten so low? Why is it that people don't expect much of themselves? Well, it's because they're listening to the wrong people. You need to find out what God thinks of you. You need to find out what God's plans are for you. And then now set your expectations based on that. And so he says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope. What? What's this world all set up to do? Steal your hope. What happens to people when they commit suicide? They lost all hope. But what if people started to realize my hope doesn't come from the world So the world can't steal my hope. My hope is implanted in me. It's in my DNA. It is given to me by God. So I will not lose hope. Unless God retires. Isn't that a different. So what about all the opposition? What about all the stuff you got to face? What about all that? See, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It's just a matter of you knowing these things. If you don't know these things, then you're going to be led into areas that are going to lead to your downfall. And that's not what we're supposed to do. And so God's got, he wants us to be filled with hope. He wants us to be filled with expectation. He has a bright future for all of us. I'm telling you, man, are you willing to go there, though? See, I'm willing to get all that God has for me. I'm not going to disqualify myself. I'm not going to leave myself uh, in the shadows. And God is pulling me into the light. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so. um, So the enemy is trying to keep us from receiving the freedom of faith. Teaching you guys tonight. The enemy is trying to keep us from receiving the freedom of faith. And so what this means is there is a freedom that comes with faith. See, a lot of people, they don't understand faith. We know Hebrews uh, 11 says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We understand that. And there's a lot of people that quote it. They'll say, hey, brother, you got to keep the faith. You got to, you know, all this type of stuff. I'm talking about Christian people. They could say, you know. They have faith, understand faith, whatever it is. But there is a freedom that comes with faith. And a lot of people that say they have faith are not experiencing the freedom that comes with faith. 
And so the enemy is trying to keep us from receiving the freedom of faith. Now, faith, this might, you know, shake y'all up a little bit tonight, but you're going to revisit some things. You're going to like actually ask yourself like, man, what's wrong with you? Oh, come on. How many many of y'all be willing to be honest with yourself? And you look in the mirror and say, man, why are you tripping? What's wrong with you? Well, because we think it's natural. How many of y'all think it's natural? You're not going to say yes in here right now, but in, in that secret hand you have inside, people think it's natural to stress and worry. They just think it's natural because that's why everybody's stressed out. I mean, come on, man. We live in America. Everybody's stressed out. Are they? And so if you understand what God is doing, then now you'll resist what the enemy is trying to do. The enemy is trying to keep us from receiving the freedom of faith. So faith is stress-free living. Uh, faith is stress-free living. Hmm. So what does that mean? That means when you start stressing, huh? you're not in faith. Ah. Uh, no, 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 Pastor, I'm still in faith. No, no, no. You can't be in faith and in stress. So it's better for you to just acknowledge where you are and say, Lord, because what does Hebrews eleven six says? Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. But we have so much stress in our world. We have so much stress in our church. I'm talking about people, church people stressed out. But they got faith in God or do they? They might have faith in something, but I'm not sure it's God. I'm not sure that they understand. That's why I'm one of those pastors that teaches the way I teach, because I want you to know what you're doing. Even if you're doing wrong, I'm that guy that'll help you find out. Well, that's wrong. Praise the Lord. At least, you know. See, you can't listen to none of my sermons and and go away with the same excuses you've been using all your life. And that God's going to get on you. He's going to say, no, 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 that excuse don't work. That worked at that other uh, church that you went to. But now you didn't heard the truth. And so now we're going to deal with you. Amen. 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 So I cannot have stress and faith at the same time. Well, if I don't have faith, that means I'm not pleasing God. How many of y'all want to please God? Amen. Boy, this is this is like some stuff that will wake you up and cause a shift. Because you're like, wait, hold on. Oh, man, you mean it's not okay, Pastor, are you saying it's not okay for me to worry about my bills and my family and my health and my all the stuff I've been worrying about? Yeah, I'm telling you, that's not okay. Well, I mean, I'm not a robot. I'm only human. I mean, come on. That's your problem. So you're not even from here. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Somebody, you, you thought you was your bloodline. You thought you was whatever your last name is. And God said that ain't even who you are. Amen. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. When you believe in, when you receive Jesus as Lord, you become a son of God. Now you got new identity. You're not even from here. Why are you worried about the government? This ain't your government because our government is resting on King Jesus's shoulders. He's in charge. 
Isaiah 9, 6. He says the government will be on his shoulders. And that's the whole thing. The devil's trying to get you to demote yourself to this lower realm and live and stay right here. Well, you have all this stuff showing up in your life because after all, your daddy had it showing up at this age. So this is about on schedule. You need to get rid of them schedules. You need to learn something else. You need to understand that, oh no, God has done something different in me. God does not have a plan for me to fail. And if it does not line up with the book, you need to reject it. You need to reject it. And you need to stop hanging around all these people that have no faith. You need to stop hanging around all these down and out, depressed people that are pulling you down. And you say, oh, no, I'm going up. Now, I'm not telling you to invent anything or come up with something. I'm telling you to receive what God made available to you. And so faith is stress-free living. Go to Mark, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Just a short scripture. And we see this is coming off of Jesus uh, cursing the fig tree. The fig tree dried up and all that stuff. But the disciples were amazed. But Jesus simply tells them, uh, excuse me, I said 23. I meant 22. That's on me. I put that up there. Uh, 22. And Jesus says, so they're, they're like, master, the fig tree you curse is dried up. What happened? Man, because he spoke to it, right? If you guys know that, that text. But I just want to emphasize something. He says, have faith in God. Hmm. Is that all? Is it that simple? He says, have faith in God. Amen. And so the word faith here means to have absolute trust and confidence in God's ability. Now, we would all like to say we have absolute trust and confidence in God's ability. Amen? Do you? You have? You do? Praise God. Now, just remember, before you answer this question, because you are in church, when is the last time you found yourself worrying. Huh? Oh, wait. Well, you just said you got absolute trust. You guys understand what the word absolute means? That means when it's 100 percent, there's no other. So now. Have faith in God, that means to have absolute trust and confidence in God's ability. Well, if I was worrying about something then that means at the time of me worrying, I did not have, oh, come on. I did not have absolute trust and confidence in God's ability. Now, typically, worry comes about because we take our eyes off of God and put our eyes on ourselves. And so we start to view whatever circumstance we're facing, we view it through our limitations. But if I have absolute. So when we start really walking in this. Now, remember, I said faith is stress free living. So now there will come a time and I'm speaking this by faith where you'll be able to say, I can't remember the last time I stressed about anything. You'll come into a place in your life where you'll say, 
Man, I haven't worried about something. Let me see, man. Let me, I'm trying to see if I can remember when I worried about something. See? That's the way God works. But the enemy is trying to keep you from that. He's trying to keep you from that freedom. And so, but if we got faith, like Jesus gave that simple instruction, have faith in God. So absolute trust and confidence in God's ability. So we say we have faith in God, which is common. Most people are going to say that, especially if they're a Christian. But then you ask yourself, well, do you have absolute trust and confidence in his ability? So what does this mean? Pastor, what is this absolute? What are you talking about? This is absolute. I got to make sure you get it. Now, I'm not, you know. See, what, what should happen for you when you go to church? You should be challenged. You should be challenged to go higher. If you come to church and all you're doing is giving me amens and nothing I preach is challenging you, you're probably at the wrong church. If you come here and you've arrived and you're just like, yeah, uh I'm right there with you, Pastor, then you're probably at the wrong church. Because the stuff that I preach, it is to challenge you so that you can go to another level. And God won't give me this word to preach if you're already there. And so this is not to condemn, but this is to bring light to things so that now you can exercise your free will and say, I want to go up, God. I want to get Lord, I want to step up to that level. What pastor's talking about, that's where I want to live at. I want to live in that thing every day. This ain't to go away from here. And that pastor, see, he's always talking that stuff. You ought to be happy I'm talking this stuff. Because if you adhere to it, it is impossible for you not to grow. You understand that? God's word shall not return void. Now, you have to be in a position where you could receive it. You can say, okay. And so this absolute trust and confidence in his ability, this means that no matter what a situation looks like. Come on, y'all. And we ought not be temperamental if we know God. You know how many people's stress level goes up just in traffic. I mean, I mean, it's just traffic, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're not walking on the freeway. They are actually in a car with choices. AC on, AC off. But they can be stressing. Blood pressure going up. You know what I'm saying? With the Christian t-shirts and bumper stickers and all that type of stuff. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Listening to the gospel while you're stressing. All not be. Amen? All not be. And so this means that no matter what a situation looks like, we have, y'all ready for this? We have unexplainable peace. So it's almost to the point where people are like, man, what is, what is wrong with you? Like, no, 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 no. You'd be having people talking about you like coworkers. You know, so-and-so sure is strange. I just, I would just say, I mean, man, doesn't he seem strange to you? Because you're not stressed out like everybody else. 
you're not all uptight. You're not all worrying. And, and, you know, a lot of people go to the end, to the worst, and then they back their way out. The, oh, man, the world is ending. It's over. And they get and then they try to back themselves. Oh, OK, I guess it I guess it I guess we're still here. But we ought to be those people that are just chill. It's like what? Not worried. about. I mean, there's so many things that you ought not pay attention to. If you trust God. I mean, what if there's a threat of a nuclear weapon? What's it got to do with you? I now, I, now they got bomb shelters on sale. I need to get one in my backyard. I think, I mean, they, they start building these bomb shelters. So I think I'm going to give, I'm going to invest because, you know, never know. Man, you know, if that thing went off. Your bomb shelter is going to be gone, too. Uh, are you aware that you didn't invest all that money in a bomb shelter? That thing's gone. The only thing that's going to stop you from being taken out is God. You only got one hand that's going to work. That's the hand of God. Everything else is a waste of time. But what do people do? They trick you and the devil gets you all caught up. And then what do people start to do? They start misplacing their trust. So then they put their trust in. You know what, man? Uh, I heard that, uh, man, the banking system is going to collapse. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all my money over here. Well, what if that collapsed? What, what, what if that has a collapse as well? And let me ask you this. If they're directing you to put your money, all of your money somewhere, who owns that somewhere? Hmm, might be some marketing, huh? Might be some sales marketing going on. Invest in this, buy this, buy, because you know what? This is going to stand, man, I'm trying to tell people this thing is, if, if stuff happens that people imagine, it wouldn't matter what kind of savings, what you got, it's over. It's a wrap. You understand that? And so what you got to do is learn that I'm going to put all of my trust in God. And so I'm not going to stress about anything. And so I'm going to live my life free of stress. Oh, well, you got something coming. How many know deadlines don't mean nothing to God? God is above time. Are y'all aware of that? God is above time. You know what God has done? There were deadlines and then God disregarded them. And they said, if you don't do it at this time, we're taking everything. And they didn't take nothing. And people been in those situations and came out on top and had even more. Why? Because there is a way of doing things that's bigger than you, man. God's ways are higher than our ways. Isaiah 55, his ways are way higher than our ways. He just wants us to be in that place where we say, well, I have absolute. See? So now, self-check for your for yourself as you go out of this message you know and you're going on in your day when you 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 know your body this is something about the body and it's it's all due to god's just divine design man he designed us so um, just beautifully your body will start to let you know your stress level is too high come on 
you'll start feeling a certain way. Your, your blood pressure goes up. And then people don't deal with it. And so what happens? The body starts to fall apart. Come on. There are so many diseases that are rooted. If they trace them back, it's due to some form of stress, some type of anxiety, some type of situation. And so it's these weights and these things that, you know, it's like when you're young, right? You think, you know, your body, you don't feel stuff. You just can run, man. I remember back in, boy, man, we, we, listen, we would play basketball and then mess around and play a football game too in the same day. Amen. I mean, no, yeah. If you try to do that now, yeah. some of y'all be missing. <laughs> Where's so-and-so? We have not seen him. We might need to do a home check. <laughs> but you think that you could do so much because you're young and you don't feel the effects right away. Well, here's the thing with stress. People don't feel the effects right away. And so they think they can handle this handle that, handle this. And then they allow themselves to go on these emotional highs and lows. And so if you guys were able to really, uh, if you were able to do a scan on your body, you probably would be so shocked that you would, you probably wouldn't, man, that thing might make you run from any stressful situation. Because if you were to run a scan on your body and see all the trauma that you're causing yourself, come on. But it's just the grace of God that you have enough resilience to keep on going. But that's just God's grace. Well, what if we were to flip that and we say, I have such absolute trust in God, I'm not worried about anything. Then guess what? Everything's going to flow. Your body's going to function the way it should, right? Your body was not designed to carry the weight of the world. If it were, why would you need God? Some of y'all need to ask God, if I'm supposed to be worrying about all this, why I got you? God might tell you, you don't have me. You got religion. You got tradition. (laughs) What? I'm offended at that because you ain't got him. When you have God, you ain't got time to be offended. Great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. That's like somebody comes up and calls you, man, you're the ugliest thing I've seen. What's that got to do with you? Brother, I don't even know you. I'm just saying. Man, Kenny, you want me to buy you a hamburger or something? You must be hungry. That's probably why you got that bad attitude. You're probably hungry. Let me go buy you something to eat. It's a different way, right? But what happens? The enemy just gets people going at each other and then they just go back and forth and it's just all kind of issues. And so this means if we understand that we have absolute trust and confidence in God, this means that no matter what a situation looks like, we have unexplainable peace. Now, how can this happen? Go to 2 Corinthians 4.18. We'll look at this one in the NLT. The only way you level up is you got to do it through the word. So that means you got to be willing to, you know, come out. You got to be willing to come. Hey, man, we're always teaching the word. We're teaching the word over here on Sundays and Wednesdays. You got to be willing to come out. 
you got to be willing to say, I need to grow, man. I, I'm really not at the level I need to be. So the only way that you're going to get up there is you're going to have more word. And you got to get revelation of the word. Amen. And that's why you have a pastor teaching you. And so he says here, so we don't look at the troubles we could see now. You, did you see that? So we don't look at these. So what does that mean? You might have some trouble, but that trouble ain't supposed to be your focus. So we don't look at the troubles we could see now. Rather, so what does this mean? This is, I don't look at the trouble. See, this is the thing, like with, uh, you know, uh, parenting. I used to always do this with my kids. If they got in trouble, I'd explain to them. You know what I mean? It's not good to, for a kid to get in trouble and you don't even tell them why they got in trouble. You need to talk to them and say, hey, you know what? You're in trouble because this, this, this. Now, what you did was this, but what you should have done was this. Amen. See what I mean? So that way you're teaching them, oh, you're pointing out the wrong way and then showing them the right way. Y'all, y'all in here with me. Okay, so, so we don't look at troubles we could see now rather so what we do instead right come on somebody what i do instead of focusing on my problems the stuff that the devil is trying to get me to lock into and 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 pay so much attention to instead of doing that it says we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen and like well who is this person you're like i'm not paying attention to the things that are supposed to be troubling me. Or rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things that we see now will what? How many of y'all had a situation where you were, man, you were in a bad situation, you thought it was terrible? Come on, anybody? It's okay to, but, it, but it's gone now. Oh, wow. What? So it didn't last for the rest of your life? So you was in that situation and the devil wanted you to accept that as your new normal. This is the way you're going to be all the re- for the rest of your life. But what happened? You got out of it. Amen. And that thing is not plaguing you anymore. Come on. It's not your, it's not the banner over your life. But at that time, the devil wanted you to camp out right here. This is it. This is what it's going to be for the rest of your life. But that's not true. That's a lie. But how I many know just because a lie isn't true, you could still be duped by it if you follow it. And so and that's what happens is people follow lies instead of the truth. The truth is weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Glory to God. I'm going to get my joy. I feel like my joy is coming on me right now. Oh, no, Pastor, but I don't feel better. No. See, you can't wait on feelings to influence truth. Truth influences feelings. Feelings change. Truth don't change. Truth stays the same the whole time. But you need to be one that commits to the truth versus committing to your feelings. Because some of y'all like those feelings. Amen. You like to flip on that old depression song. And you like to slide down into the depths of your pain. Ah, come on. When you do that, why don't you just ask God, how long you want me to stay here, Lord? Lord, I just slid up into this thing. How how long you want me to be here? I tell people all the time, don't don't apologize for feeling good. 
Hmm? Something bad happened in your life. Don't apologize for feeling good. Don't apologize for getting over it faster than you thought. Huh? That's that's just not common stuff. Nothing in here is common. Because if it was common, we'd have more victory. How many defeated church people, you know? Hmm? They say they believe, but they ain't walking in no power. Amen. Okay, so he says the things that you're dealing with now, the stuff we see, it will soon be gone. But the things you cannot see will last forever. And so this is talking about the things of God, God's ways, God's truth. His truth never changes. You understand this word is going to still be here. This word that you stood on to, to find hope through your last trial is still the same. You know that it's not going to rearrange itself because you have a new trial. It's going to be in the same spot. And if you leaned on it before, you can lean on it today. But the situations that were so terrible are gone. You see what I mean? I can remember, like, I can remember when the whole COVID thing hit. Now, that thing was so crazy because I was just like, you know, we been a pastor and we had to, you know, close in church. And it was just so, I was just like, okay, when is this going to be over? Then I found myself, I was trying to, you know, I, I, I was trying to keep up with stuff, right? Just trying to say, okay, man, the, let me see what's going on. Because it was such a new thing. And so I was trying to watch some Christian stuff. You know, I want to get the Christian perspective, man. And I want to stay on. I watched the Kenneth Copeland thing. They have some stuff. I said, okay, man. Call myself trying to find some hope. Amen. Amen. Because even though, like, I didn't get COVID, God kept my body and all that. But it was, that was just a cloud, man. It was just like, what? It seems crazy, man. Seeing people running around here with masks on and stuff closed. And this is weird. Come on, how many of y'all? And I was like, yeah, Lord. This, I mean, oh. And I was trying to, I'd listen to some worship music. And I was trying to, like. Just, you know, get some hope and some vision back, you know, because I'll be honest, the vision was closing in because it was like, this is, I never experienced anything like this. And once again, I wasn't, I didn't have, I mean, I had enough, you know, faith where I stood on Psalm 91 and I knew, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm dogmatic in certain things. I'm like, that ain't touching me in the name of Jesus. I don't care where it came from. It ain't going to get on this body. So I didn't have an issue there, but it was still everything else. It was like the air was let out of our balloon or something. It was just, you know what I'm saying? And so I found myself like, Lord, man, I need, you know, I'm, I'm trying to pep myself up here because I ain't, I still got to preach. I still got to be motivated. And you know what he told me? Y'all, y'all want to know? <laughs> no, he said, he, hey, he said, uh, cut them all off. I said, what? Huh? Right, what you say, Lord? Because <laughs> I just, uh, it comes on at 11, and I just want to get a little update on what's going on. Cut them all off. Oh, but they're Christian. That's a man of faith, and they talk, cut it off. Amen. It's not for you. So, oh. 
So God let me know I was not strong enough to entertain the updates. So what I had to do is obey the scripture. For we look not at the things we now see. That's what I, I did that. And so I said, okay, Lord, I cut him off. I'm talking about completely. I did not watch no more. Victory news or whatever. I didn't watch none of them. And so can you put that scripture up there again? And so I seen this work for me. And it was very strategic. It was something God just told me. Now, I had a choice. To obey or not. Now, the world will say, brother, you're out of touch. You're not in the loop. I know because the loop was jacking me up. That's why God got me out the loop. Amen. Come on. Sometimes it's okay for you to be out of the know. That being in the know was jacking me up. And so so we don't look at the troubles we see now. So God allowed me right in the midst of it to take my eyes off. Of what was going on. Numbers rising that, you know, death tolls. I got eliminated from it. And he says, so we don't look at the troubles we see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. So God started to show me I'm doing a work. There's something great happening. Oh, it's still time for you to prosper. It's still time for a great thing. And see, because when you allow yourself to lock into the negative, then you won't have the optimism and the expectation. Instead of believing for something big, now you're just hoping that the worst don't happen. And you got sucked into that. And see, God pulled me right out of it. Just by, he didn't send no angel to me or nothing. He just told me, cut them all off. I said, yes, Lord. Cut them off and faith start roaring. Start, I'm talking like, woo. I said, man. I mean, it didn't take long at all. But what is it? So rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. So I got to be, I got to be able to look at what's not here right now. That's going to give me motivation. That's going to inspire me. See, when you're able to, even if you're facing a difficult situation, you ought to ask God to show you how to not look at it. You ought to ask God to show you, Lord, show me how to get my eyes off of this and let me see. Come on, somebody. Something that I can't see. Come on with my natural eyes. What is faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And that's with that natural eye. But if you ask God. It'll show you how to shift your focus. And instead of going down, you start going up. And that's all because of a choice that you made. And so we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. But the things we see now will soon be gone. In my mind, that thing seemed like it was never leaving. Amen? Because every time you got more information, it was worse. And then all the pressures of mandatory vaccines and all that, all this stuff. This was crazy. Seemed like it was never going to leave. But how many know it's gone now? Even if they try to make it come back too late. (laughs) So sorry, too late. That thing is gone. You ain't going to be able to get everybody in no mask no more. 
Oh, come on. You got some uh, you got some uh, clean air rebels out there. They're against clean air, so they wear masks still. But <laughs> but they are rebels. How many know the rebel used to be the one who didn't wear a mask? Y'all remember that? Remember that? Remember if you went into a store and you saw somebody without a mask, even you, you thought, dang, that, they gangster up in here. They just straight up. That, that, that person is a rebel. You know you wanted to be a rebel. But now, if you see somebody, how many of y'all right now, if you see, you still going to see them, but if you see some people in a store, they got on a mask. Tell the truth, be honest, y'all at church, but you be looking at them like, what's wrong with this? Don't, don't, you be trying, what's wrong with this? What's wrong with you, man? This thing is gone. But not that long ago, it was the reverse. You were looked at as though you were crazy if you did not have on a mask. But the things that were pressuring, they're behind us. And it was supposed to be a new way of life. We're never going back to normal after this. Everything we're not supposed to do, we did. Same thing, right? Y2K, oh, all the computers are supposed to crash. They didn't crash. I mean, the enemy is constantly coming out with stuff, right? He's just always going to push stuff at you. And there's always going to be somebody that's going to make you worry. The, the other thing they had was, oh, man, the 5G. You know, the 5G phones are going to just... Oh gosh, this is this is happening, and it's going to be. Uh, now you don't like ask them like when you go get your cell phone, you don't be like, hey, don't put that five G on my phone. Some of y'all don't even know. You just call. You just making calls, and then one one time I was making calls and looked. Oh, five G. Oh, but I didn't. I didn't get no like my ear didn't fall off, or you know what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't have nothing like that happen to me. Amen. So the enemy will always try to get you. Now, if you get caught looking at your problems, then the mountain is going to develop. It's going to get worse. And then now every little thing, the enemy will just start using everything, man, and it'll just stress you out. Amen. And so you got to make sure you don't let your eyes be stayed on these things that are temporary. And so here's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to entice you to promote your problems. I want you to know right now, this is not me being insensitive. This is me helping you get to another level. You need to learn to demote your problems. You need to demote those problems because the enemy will try to get you to promote your problems. He's going to entice you to promote your problems. He wants you to magnify your misery. Y'all don't get this teaching nowhere else, so that's why you better be glad you're here. He wants you to magnify your misery. So what is that? Whatever is wrong in your life. The enemy wants you to magnify that. He wants you to put more attention on it. He wants you to see it and visualize it. He wants you to become well acquainted with it. But what if God said, this is temporary? Why are you so attached to something that is fleeting? Amen. See, that's the deception of the enemy because he wants that to become your new normal. And so God wants to lift you up and carry you into new realities. God wants to lift you up and carry you into new realities. 
Go over here to Luke, Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. So in the King James, he says, fear not, little flock, for it is your, yeah, Luke 12, 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, let me give you some understanding here. The kingdom, this is referring to the rule and reign of God. It's where God is in control of every aspect of your life. What if you caught revelation of that? You said, wait a minute. The kingdom. This is the rule and reign of God. God is in every in control of every area of my life. And if you I didn't give this back that back there to you. I don't know if you have it on the ability to just back up to like, I think it's, I don't know, verse 20 or something. But I, I just want to share some of this because there's so many things that we get pulled into enticed to worry about it's all this stuff but uh i'll read through some of this uh i think around 20 but it 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 starts to talk about um let's see luke 12 20 maybe keep going maybe it's down below i'll find it and that's my bad i didn't give that to you but i just think when we start to see some of this stuff we start to realize uh, okay, 22. There it is, 22. So, verse 22, he says unto us, the disciples, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall eat neither for your body, uh, what you should put on. And so, what he's saying is, these things are not something you're supposed to worry about. Next verse. Um, he says, the life is more than meat and the body than raiment. And then uh, it says, consider the ravens, for they sow not nor reap. And it says, which neither have storehouses nor barns, and God feeds them. So think about that. So God is feeding birds. How many of you have ever seen a bird outside with a sign talking about, <laughs> we'll, we'll work for food? You ever seen a bird out there with, we'll work for food? They just flying, huh? Just flying around, flying around, eating, and landing where they want to. And so he's saying, consider that. And God feeds them. Next verse. How much are y'all in here with me? Come on. I don't know about you, but I'm I ain't no bird on my level. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, ain't no bird on my level. God ain't looking at a bird and me talking about, well, I don't know which one I like the most. I know God likes me more than the bird because birds are not created in the image of God. Amen. We I'm created in the image of God. I'm created in his likeness. And so how much more are you or how much more are you better than fowls, many birds? They not worrying why you worrying. Same God. God's taking care of them. But you think he going to come up short on your end? Next verse. And which of you, by thinking, can add one cubit unto a stature? So what this means is, which of you, by worrying, can change anything? Can you, I know I'm putting you under the work of it. Can you put that one verse, 25, in the NLT? So what God said unto you, let's see, okay, just verse 25, yeah, and then we'll, we'll go to that. Um. Look at that. 
Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? So you set up all night worrying. What did you do? You, there it is. That's about all you got. That's about all you accomplished. You lost sleep. And nothing got better. Nothing got better. Uh, maybe go to 26 in the NLT. You can stay in this. I'm just giving you all extra stuff. And if you wor- and if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? See? Next verse. Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. Man, that's powerful stuff. And if God cares so wonderfully for flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Isn't that a reminder? It's like, oh, no. I know God's got me. Was that verse? Which verse was that? I don't know which one. that. Okay, and I'll just read up to 32 again. And don't be concerned about what to eat and what to drink. Don't worry about such things. These things dominate the thoughts of, oh, that's what I want to get to. These things dominate the thoughts of churchgoers. I think they made a mistake, though, because some of the <laughs> some church people are getting dominated by these things. I'm just saying. But this says these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. If you're a believer, you're not supposed to be dominated by none of this. Unbelievers all over the world. But your father already knows your needs. How many of y'all know that? He knows everything you need. Next verse. But what you got to do, seek the kingdom of God above all else. That's what you want to do. Seek God. You want to come to the end of yourself. You want to bow yourself before God. You want to say, I'm seeking you, Lord. I'm seeking. Listen, if you're going to have the benefits of the kingdom, you're going to have to bow to the king. There ain't no two kings. There ain't no God going with you and and going alongside. You're going to have to bow. You're going to have to acknowledge that he is your master. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So don't be afraid, little flock. That's where we started. For it is your father's great happiness to give you the kingdom. So this is what God wants for us. And so imagine having unquestionable confidence in God all the time. Now, we're all honest and we've had our, you know, times of being strong in faith and times of being a little weak in faith. Ain't about condemnation. It's about goals. It's about striving. I know. See, I'm trying to get to the place. Now, this is different than fixing yourself. Faith is not about fixing yourself. Because it's hard for you to just be able to say, man, I ain't got this. Oh, come on. I'm here. How many of y'all say sometimes it's hard to throw your hands up? I ain't got it, man. Hey, what you going to do? This ain't on me. (laughs) No, you got to have the answer. No, I don't. I don't have to have the answer. What I got to do is trust God. What I got to do is be leaning on him. That's what I got to do. I got to have my life in his hands. That's where seek first the kingdom. 
So I don't have to worry about it because it's his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. And so imagine if we had unquestionable confidence in God all the time. And so we're getting ready to close. I'm trying to give them their time, but this is by right. So uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So he says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. So if you don't understand it, that's good. That's a good place to be. Lord, I don't really understand this. This seems like this is a little too, this is a little too big for me. And God says, sure is. So if you feel like that, then maybe you won't waste so much time trying to find a solution. Amen. Sometimes you just got to be still and know that he is God. If he don't give you no instruction, he don't give you no steps to take. Then don't step, don't step nowhere. I say, well, Lord, I'm going to sit right here because you didn't tell me nothing else to do. But what, what he's going to help you do is take your eyes off of your problem and put your eyes on him. Amen. And then what will happen when you start doing that instead of, you know, complaining and all that, you'll start praising God. You start, man, I'm just going to magnify your name. He's so wonderful. And so if we trust him, but not leaning to our own understanding. So what we need to know is faith is not blind. People say got to have blind faith. No, faith is not blind. Faith is a divine gift from God that allows us to soar above self-imposed limitations. Amen. Faith is not blind. Faith is a divine gift from God that allows us to soar above self-imposed limitations. It's not what I can do. It's what God can do through me. It's not where I can go or take myself. It's where God's going to take me. It's whatever God wants. I'm on board with God's plan. And we know that Mark 10, 27, he says, with man, it's impossible. But not with God. For with God, all things are possible. Amen. And so, that is the encouragement I want to give you tonight. God. Don't look at what you see right now. Yeah. That thing's going to change. Ask God to show you how to see some stuff that haven't even come yet. Amen. And that'll get you excited because your future is bright. And what the enemy thought he had against you to take you out. Come on, how many know that's going to be a stepping stone and that's just going to raise you up to a higher level. And that's going to empower you to give God a greater praise. Amen. Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you. For meeting us here tonight. We thank you for sharing your truth. We receive it. And we're willing to go. As far as you'll take us. It's not about what we can do. It's about what you will do through us. And we praise you and honor you for who you are. Maybe you're watching this. Maybe you're in here. You never just surrendered and said yes to Jesus. Well he wants to. Receive you. And he wants to lead you. And guide you into the greater things. But you got to open up your heart and receive them. Church, let's all repeat this. So anyone who hears this message, no matter where they may be or what time it is, they know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me me for all of my sins. sins. I commit my life life into your hands. hands. This day, day, I am saved. saved. Do Do with me as you please. And fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen.